Let us continue with Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 and 45. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces, the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. We'll be focusing on these two verses today. The Bible says, after the destruction of all kingdoms of earth, just one kingdom shall stand forever. This very kingdom is not established by man, but by the God of heaven. This is the kingdom of God, and at the same time it is also the kingdom of heaven. What this means is that since it is still before the Lord's second coming to earth, the kingdom of God exists only in those who believe and have received the Holy Spirit. This is why the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because the kingdom of God is formed within those who are born again by the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit reside within them as the King, God, and as the Father. However, there are no kingdom of God anywhere in this world, including the unregenerate people. That's why Daniel sees the kingdom of God being established on earth at the same time becoming the kingdom of heaven. There is a distinction between kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. Only the King James Bible categorizes kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven separately. And if you don't know this, you'll get confused. Daniel is seeing the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven at the same time since he does not know the age of grace. We must pay attention to the fact that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven will come simultaneously in the earthly millennial kingdom after Jesus Christ returns to earth and judges every Gentile nations of this world. When Jesus Christ returns, from that moment on, all Jews have all authority to expect that the Lord will destroy the nations of the Gentile world and establish his kingdom. The Jews should know that only then they will receive God's promised kingdom. That is why many preach the book of Daniel unto the Jews. Israeli missionaries preach this in Hebrew language, conveying these words of Daniel chapter 2. The Lord came to earth as the king back in his first coming. In order to introduce this king, John the Baptist was born to introduce the Jewish king Jesus Christ unto the Jews. That was John's sole purpose, to be birthed into this world. He preached out in the wilderness of Judea, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here comes the king. That very kingdom of heaven prophesied by Daniel is at hand. However, the Jews didn't know what that meant. There was no way to explain it. The Jews were expecting the Lord to sit on the throne of king after God had destroyed the world government and established his kingdom. That is what Daniel is prophesying. But in fact, had the Jews accepted Jesus Christ as their Messiah 2,000 years ago at his first coming, the kingdom would have already come to Israel back then. However, God postponed it because the Lord had to die in order to save everyone. But they crucified and killed Jesus Christ. That's why the kingdom was delayed. In Christ, before the foundation of the world, it was predestined that we too would be adopted as God's children, the bride of Christ provided the 2,000 years of grace, and soon the bride of Christ will be lifted up. And during the seven-year tribulation, the Jews will realize, Now I, Jesus, am the king. 
the kingdom is coming. That is why the kingdom gospel is preached during the seven-year tribulation, not the gospel of grace. The kingdom of heaven is coming to this earth. The king is on his way. Repent. So in other words, that very gospel John the Baptist preached, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, will once again be repeated. Unto the nation of sheep in Matthew chapter 25, For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or, when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. According to Matthew 25, verse 35 through 40. And just as from the book of Ezekiel, the Jews will have nothing to eat, they'll be imprisoned, they'll get sick throughout the Great Tribulation. My brethren, here are the Jews. These are all things concerning the events at the Lord's second coming. The Lord made it possible for us to know the Jews will go through the tribulation through the prophecies. When the Jews eventually repent and believe in the Lord during the tribulation, when they believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the people, the nation who helped them, will also enter the Millennial Kingdom. If the people of Republic of Korea chose to help Israel during the tribulation, they too will be able to enter the Millennial Kingdom. Otherwise, they will go into the Lake of Fire being counted as a nation of goat. Blessed are the nations that take good care of the people of Israel, even today. America was blessed just before the 20th century, when the Jews were looking for a new home out in the sea. While all other nations of the world refused to take them in, America received them with open arms. Many Jewish people starved to death on board, but America chose to accept them. That is why 7.6 million Jews currently live in the United States. And that is why the United States receives much blessing for a long time since its independence since 1776. America was once called a paradise on earth, but how has it turned out to be? America sided with the Vatican and continued to press Israel for peace in the Middle East, especially during the H.W. Bush era, then in Clinton and W. Bush administration. Even today, Israel is still under pressure. Because of this, various disasters have occurred in America, and as the Lord said to Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. That word is still being fulfilled today. The Great Tribulation is incomparable to what Hitler did unto the Jews during the World War II. That is why just as the Lord blessed America for helping the Jews when they were expelled, wandering around, poor and sick, at the Lord's second coming, he will finally bless the people who helped them during the tribulation, allowing their entrance into the kingdom, inheriting the kingdom, and receiving eternal life. That is why, even during the great tribulation, God gives us opportunities individually and nationally as well. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life as long as they believe until 
right before the Lord returns to earth at the end of tribulation, when we pray for our unbelieving family members or non-believing friends, we have to look ahead and pray even that far advanced into the timeline. Even if they cannot be raptured by the time of Lord's second coming, we must still pray that they can be saved even there. God always answers such prayers. And during that time, in heaven we will see the prayers being answered of all we have prayed for. There's a story about a person who prayed for the salvation of about 100 different people. The story goes on to tell that some were saved while that person was still alive, and some were saved by coming to that person's funeral, and some received salvation long after that person's death. When the Lord comes at the end of the tribulation period, the kingdom of heaven is established on earth, and because the Lord is physically present on earth, the entire world becomes the kingdom of God. Remember, the Lord first conveyed the words of Matthew 6 verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you towards the Jews. You must first seek the coming millennial kingdom and seek the righteousness of God. It's about believing in Jesus. Then God will add everything unto you concerning the things that you eat and drink. In same manner, we too must first seek the oncoming kingdom of God and seek God's righteousness, not my righteousness. God's purpose is for his kingdom to arrive on this earth. That's why he saves us. That is why, for the sake of the kingdom of God, we ask those who will enter it to somehow reap the fruits that lead to eternal life. This is the food that Jesus Christ ate. We must eat a lot of the Lord's food, more than we eat the perishable foods of the world. Then we will be strong both physically and spiritually. You will get spiritually weaker if you only eat and drink the perishable foods of the world. However, if we eat more spiritual food, then we eat the fruits of the world. We will become strong both physically and spiritually, being able to overcome the things of the world. This sort of person is untouchable. It is so easy to share the gospel these days over our smartphones and tablets. Can we not lead those who will hear the word into the kingdom of God in these last days? I pray that you will do so. Again from Daniel 2 verse 45, For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. 100% correct prophecy. There is no book in the world that clearly prophesizes the political power that will emerge in the future. Even fortune tellers and shamans can't figure that out. Shamans and fortune tellers sometimes guess correctly who will be the next president, because it's around 50-50. But there's no book that prophesizes about future establishment of an eternal kingdom, an earthly eternal kingdom. Not even the Quran. The Bible even prophesizes through Daniel the name of the succeeding kingdom that will rise after Babylon. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 8. This is going beyond Daniel's timeline about a kingdom that hasn't yet appeared. We know about it because it's already been shown historically. Daniel 8 verse 20, The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Medea and Persia. That was before the appearance of Medea and Persia. First, the head is gold, Babylon. The second, 
the two arms and chest were to be silver. The two arms represent two kingdoms, Medea and Persia. Darius was the king of Medes, and Cyrus was the king of Persia. Daniel doesn't know who they were at the time. However, the Holy Spirit made Daniel speak even the names of the kingdoms that would appear in the future. In the next verse, Daniel 8.21, And the rough goat is the king of Grecia, and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. The belly and thighs were made of brass. This is Greece. It wasn't even present back then. The great horn between his eyes is the first king. Greece dispersed and next came Rome. Alexander's kingdom divided into four parts. No such book gives definitive prophecy, including the kingdom names that has yet to appear into the world. The words of the Bible are prophetic. Daniel prophesizes every single political power that will rise in the future. He is a man of wisdom and understanding. We prophesy by learning the words of the Bible. Daniel also learned through the angel. We can also prophesy when we learn the scriptures. Due to the search precision, there are people who say the book of Daniel was written after the appearance of Grecian Empire. Such are the claims of non-believers. These people don't realize that the Holy Bible is a book that records future history. People in this world only think of history as past events. Future history is something that will happen in the future, but it is history because it will happen for sure, 100%. Why are past events history? Because it happened 100%. Every word of the Bible are future history. And when you prophesy this future history unto the world, it's sweet in your mouth. Because they are the word of hope, but bitter in the stomach because people despise your preaching as you will be persecuted. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Again from Matthew 6 verse 33. This should be our way of life. In chapter 2, the name of the kingdom has not yet been revealed yet. However, the names of Medes, Persia, and Greece appear in chapter 8. The name Rome does not yet appear, but two legs appear because it was divided into East and West Rome, that as we all know. And we see the unified kingdom through the ten toes, such as the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the United Nations, and the European Union to name a few. Now some mistaken the president of EU to be the Antichrist because he belongs to one of the ten toes. The European Union consists of strong, iron-like nations like France, Germany, and Italy. But on the other hand, there are weaker nations like Greece and Netherlands as members. A mixture of iron and miry clay. The United States is the same. It consists of whites, blacks, Hispanics, and Asians. Asians are weak, the minority. Iron being majority, clay being minority. So, the scripture has been fulfilled like this. It's becoming an alliance. Look at the United States. Take a look at Europe. Central and South America are also being united. Sooner or later, all of Asia will become one as well. The world may attempt to unite, integrate, but it is impossible for iron and clay to solidify. We have arrived at the iron and clay toe generation. We can all know this from the biblical truth that the time has come for the Antichrist to appear very soon and establish ten kingdoms after the rapture of the church. Once he does so, after the seven-year tribulation, the Lord will come back as the stone that smote the image, destroying the world kingdoms, turning them to dust in the wind. People who still cannot see the Lord's second coming from these scriptures 
It is because they have not yet learned these words, and also because they have not understood these words, even after they have heard them. How could Daniel know about present-day Europe, Asia, and America 2,000 years ago? It was all through the Holy Spirit. Like Prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, Daniel was also a great prophet who spoke for the word of God. However, the Jews do not want to acknowledge Daniel as a prophet. Only by reading this in the book of Daniel can they see the millennial kingdom. But their ancestors, the rabbis and the Pharisees, do not like the words of Daniel because he talked about their shame. He is not considered a prophet because he prophesied during their Babylonian captivity. The devil has cunningly done such thing to keep these words out of the Jews' eyes and ears. Had the Jews really approved of the book of Daniel, they'll be amazed once they hear the words found in the scripture. They would have been curious to find out who the stone cut without hands was. The prophets could hear the word of God directly. They all preached what God spoke. They were very special men called to convey the words onto the people. Ezekiel chapter 38 shows Gog and Magog. Although Ezekiel didn't know the final group of people defying one last time against God after the millennium, shown in the book of Revelation, he prophesied about Gog and Magog, allowing us people living in the end times now connect the Gog and Magog between the books of Ezekiel and the book of Revelation. It's not just about the Russian Federation when the battle happens. It is the deceived nation which are in the four quarters of the earth gathered together to battle a number of whom is as the sand of the sea, Revelation 20 verse 8. It will not be a nation like Russia at the end of the millennium. Russia was once a very weak nation. They lost to Japan very long time ago during the Russo-Japanese War. Then at one time it became part of the Soviet Union. Among the Commonwealth, Russia was not a big deal. But now, Russia has become one of the greatest powers. Just by seeing these things, you should be able to see God's prophetic words being fulfilled. Also, remaining prophecies are sure to be fulfilled. But if you turn a blind eye to the scriptures, you will never know what's coming. You won't know because all you ever look for is grace. God first said unto the Jews to seek the first kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then he told us Christians to seek the kingdom of God for the Jews. The kingdom of God is for them to become a nation of priests and rule over the earth. To us, the Christians, the church, the kingdom of God is where we get to rule together with the Lord. When we act according to God's word, the Lord helps us overcome all trials of life and gives us food for our bellies and clothes for our backs. But many just won't do that. Many modern day Christians are just baby Christians, not wanting to eat the spiritual balanced diet in order to grow, but always wanting worldly ear-tickling baby milk level sermons. Therefore, the Apostle Paul said to grow out of just drinking milk like babies and eat and digest hard, meaty scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What is meat? The words of the prophets, the book of Revelation, and book of Daniel are all hard, chewy, meaty words. Land of Gog and Magog refers to the northern European powers led by Russia. The word also appears in Zechariah, Matthew 24, Revelation 14, and Revelation 19. Gog refers to a king, and Magog, the nation ruled by the king as we learn from Ezekiel's study. Mesek and Tubal, Moscow, Tobolsky, Russia and its northern federation powers will be led by Russia in the future, along with Islam, 
Turkey, Ethiopia, and Iran. They will come down to decimate all the remnants of Israel, but we have already learned through the Bible that they will be destroyed at the Battle of Armageddon on the Day of the Lord. And just like this, we already know what God's going to accomplish in the future. We know how it was done, and all that's left to be fulfilled before us is the age of the ten toes. So after we, the church, is raptured, the Lord will come down, the stone that will strike the image of Nebuchadnezzar, along with the lively stones, the church becoming a great mountain filling the entire earth. Filling the whole earth with lively stones consisting of New and Old Testament saints after destroying the unbelieving nations of the world. That should be the hope we all should have in our hearts. Without learning these words, there is no hope. We as Christians are to suffer now as we live and breathe on earth today. The Lord did say, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Matthew 6 verse 34 Do not try to live comfortably. We are to suffer now and be rewarded later. We are pilgrims on this current world. Three square meals a day, roof over our heads, and clothing on our backs is sufficient. We are to preach the kingdom of God until the Lord comes as we sojourn on this world. God's will must be preached. Preaching the people, they must believe in Jesus Christ. We have been ordered to convey this message, not just to eat and drink. Once you realize this word, you will live such life. Otherwise, you will never understand the words from Matthew 6.33 again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You will only know when you hear and study to know what the kingdom of God is. The subject of the Bible is the kingdom of God. Please pray and ask for the Lord to give you understanding. It's all about his kingdom. It's not God's will to just save me. It is God's plan to defeat the devil. That's why God is establishing his kingdom. By God striking down the devil, we are saved. When the Holy Spirit reproved of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged, according to John 16:11, the devil is already judged because Jesus Christ overcame death at the cross. Let us pray. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us through your word today what will surely be fulfilled in the future and letting us know once again that everything prophesied through Daniel has been fulfilled and is a sure prophecy. All your words are future history. And Father God, wherever these words are proclaimed, let many realize your will. Help them understand the meaning of the disciples' prayer that you taught in Matthew chapter 6. As we live by seeking the kingdom of God and the righteousness, please help each and everyone to be content by eating and wearing what you have provided and not dwelling upon them. Also, Father God, I fervently pray that you will help many people to appear harvesting fruits that leads to eternal life, sending gold, silver, and many precious stones up to heaven, preparing excellent housing materials in New Jerusalem. Father God, I ask you to grant grace, wisdom, and understanding to realize these things for all members of our local church, WGM Church. Give us the spirit of revelation. And please open our eyes and understanding to know and prepare for the glorious future inheritance. Help each and every one of us to praise the Lord whenever we prepare for that inheritance. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, leading us to become sons and daughters who glorify God with thanksgiving in everything. We thank you and pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.